Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cincinnati Sports Review. My name is Eric. My name's Nick. And today we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bearcats football team and kind of recapping their football season and talking about going into play Alabama in the college football playoff. Nick, it really was one hell of a season. Yeah, they played really well this year. They played outstanding this year. Um, a lot of really good games, a lot of really good wins. They all all kinds of players took home a ton of awards, as well as head coach Luke Fickle. Uh, despite losing a lot of lot of talent last year um, to uh, graduation and. One guy, James Hudson, who I know you really liked coming out of UC, uh, declared early for the draft. But other than that, uh, they had a lot of players come back, and it really showed, you know, how talented the team was this year throughout all the games that they played. I think they, they overall had a really, really good year. Yeah, I think so. How many games did you actually watch? So there's some discrepancy in terms of like how much <laughs> I actually watch and how much I listen to, and there's how much I pay attention to. So I actually was out of town for the two biggest games of the year um, at Indiana. Well, at the beginning of the year, at least at Indiana and at Notre Dame. Uh, I was I was actually in Greece and I was looking at updates on my phone and they start that one going down fourteen nothing on the road. I'm like, oh shit, that's not very good. <laughs> You know, like this was this was supposed to be the year, uh, and then you know you can't go in Indiana, which I I think they started the year ranked, but then uh, I think after I think at our game they lost pretty much all of them to the end of the year, um, so they had, they had an awful year, uh, but they ended up coming back. I'm like refreshing my phone, and you know like after dinner because it's like, you know by the time the game ends it's like eleven right. o'clock at night over there. Um, and then Notre Dame, I was out doing something related to uh, another thing to my honeymoon. So I saw they were up, yeah, they were up seventeen nothing at half. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And then I saw later they were, they pulled in close. Uh, but you know, we ended up pulling ahead and winning on that one. Which, would, by the way, that number, that Notre Dame game, uh, I think at that point was the biggest game in franchise team history, or whatever. Given that you know they're on the road, this is this is supposed to be the year. You know they started rank eight in the polls. You know a big tough road challenge, and they end up you know winning by eleven on the road to a team that didn't lose a game another game the entire year. Yeah, that was their only loss, and they ended up coming in six. So that that win was, I think, at that point, and it probably still is the the biggest win in team history. But it just seemed like every every week. It just seemed like every game was, uh, you know, had the aura of being, you know, this is the biggest game in, in school history because there was so much at stake this year. Yeah, I, th- I think there was a lot of um, expectations coming in from last year, you know, going undefeated last year. Yeah, and then they played admirably in the Peach Bowl against Georgia, um, only losing by three. So you start. Everybody basically comes back. I mean, I did. I, I did mention they, lose, they lost a lot of talent, but still come in uh, at, at a pretty good ranking. And then they just they w- they just kept winning. They went. They won the whole year. Like it really is incredible. Yeah, to look they back didn't on. really have too, you know, too many close games. Some there. Some of them have the illusion of being closer than what they were. But then you look at the final score and you're like, oh, that's not too bad. But like for example, like Navy. That was on the road. They won by seven. That yeah, one was, was tight till the end. And then Tulane the week after, that's another road game. And th- that one, 
I think they had a couple late scores, but it's it felt tighter listening to it to the game. And I actually went to the Tulsa game, uh, which that should be talked about because that was that was you know the biggest home probably the biggest home game in school history, given that they had college game day come into town. That was the first week after uh, the rankings come out. We were number two in the AP poll, but the um, corrupted college football playoff system put us at six, and it was it was the biggest tragedy I've ever witnessed in my entire life. It was like what, like if you were like a Caesar supporter and you were there when he got stabbed, it was basically the same thing. Um, that was, that game was so scary because they led twenty eight to twelve for a lot of the game. Um, Tulsa drove in a couple times and we had turnovers. But, you know, they – oh, man, that was a wild game. Uh, I got a really funny story. I don't know if we talked about this or not at any point. But so weren't – you, Weren't you at that game? I was at that game. So I've seen a lot of – I've seen a lot of shit in football. I've seen a lot of games where we lose, where we should not have lost. So I've I've seen some shit, okay? Um, so I – you know, I'm prepared for anything. The, the game is, you know, it's 28-20. And they get a hold of the ball. Tulsa does. They drive down, and they, you know, they score a touchdown. Or no, they get held off. From, I'm sorry. They get held off from scoring a touchdown. We take the ball over like the one yard line. Uh, everybody's cheering like the game's over. There was only like maybe a minute, two minutes left on the clock. Everybody's cheering, and I'm like, this game is not over. If they go three and out, and they, you know, muff a punt or have a punt blocked, they get a good field position. They they were throwing the ball pretty well all day and running well. They were running the ball really well all day. They weren't throwing it the best, but they were making they were making big throws when they needed to, and that's the play that Desmond fumbled the handoff and they took the ball over at like the four yard line. <laughs> Everybody's sitting there like hmm. like shocked, and I'm like, "Yep, that yeah, okay, that happened." Because I've seen like so much stuff like that. Like, I w- I wasn't shocked in the slightest, but their defense played out of their minds uh, to hold to hold them. They had like eight plays within the five yard line and they did not let him score. It was, it was probably the best like eight play defensive performance I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> ever. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's like some games like, like, you know, when the Bengals, you know, held Tom Brady, the to six points without a touchdown in 2013 or 2014, where he picked off Peyton Manning four times. I've seen great defensive performances, but like, that single eight-play stretch was probably the absolute best because they had eight plays within the five-yard line. You don't give up a touchdown. You know, it's almost a miracle. Yeah, I don't think I watched, and I don't think I got to watch any of the games except the Houston game, probably a little of the Notre Dame game. I would have, I would have loved to have been at the Notre Dame game, but I had prior commitments to that. Um, but tickets for that for that one were through the roof. I mean, their attendance was almost. It was seventy-seven thousand people were there. Wow, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like I've, I think I've been to, I've been to the Michigan Stadium when UC played a couple years back, and that was packed. And I, I know that's the biggest stadium in American, um, in America, but like that, that's Notre Dame Stadium's got to be a close second or third or something like that. Yeah, but uh, you mentioned Houston a minute ago. Um, that was a, a pretty intense game. Uh, for a number of reasons, I think that was after the Tulsa game. That was absolutely the biggest home game ever because it's for the championship game. It's for you know the ACC championship. It's for you know if they solidify a good win, they go in 
you know, they were at four at the time. They probably get locked in, barring any weird outside forces. And, you know, they won by 15 to a ranked Houston team. Uh, you know, they I think they, they stormed the field after the game, and I think it was justified. Like, that would have been yeah, the right. one to go to. Man, I, I was still I was still skeptical of uh, of us actually getting in. I think you're right to think that because they have, like, the college football people. I don't think they wanted to put UC in. That's why they started us down at six because they didn't want us playing. Obviously, like they wanted. I I think we talked about this before. You know, you kind of mentioned this earlier on a previous episode how they really want, you know, the big schools because that's the big audiences and stuff like that. But at the same time. I do, I do think people want to see something new and refreshing. And to kind of back up my point on this, I actually looked up ratings of the NBA Finals um, from, like, the last 10 years. And if you recall, uh, the Warriors and Cavs played in four consecutive finals. After, like, the fourth one, ratings started to dip. Or I should say after the second one. Like, the first one had good ratings. Um, second one had a lot of ratings. And then they drop off after that, the next two. Because people, it's the same thing. People don't want to see the same right. thing over and over and over again. And then when the and then uh, the one where uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors played had a lot better ratings because it was something new. Like people wanted to see some something new. And you can kind of see the same thing the prior four years where like Miami was in every single game, and those ratings started to dip when you see the same team every year. So if you're a you know a fan of the sport of college football. You probably don't want to see Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson every year. You know, you want to see some variety. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I agree with that, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's It really is incredible to look at it. To take a step back and to think, our like, our program did that. You know, like, not somebody else. Like, we were the first non-Power 5 bullshit, whatever they, whatever they want to make up <laughs> to keep, you know, teams like us out. You know, we were the first to do it. Whatever happens, win or lose against Alabama. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it's, you know, at least something in our lifetime that we haven't been you know, used to with Bearcats football. Or any football in particular. Actually, any sports, really. Like, this is like, this is, this is like the equivalent, I would say, of like a AFC championship game or, um, national league championship series for baseball um or if, or even it's for a basketball reference or you know uh, a final four appearance because it's like this is the game before the national champion you win this game you get to play for the national championship yeah that's a good way to look at it yeah and it's like they could get blown out 59 to zero still what it, that that's probably not going to happen but even still like it, it's an incredible thing to see and witness as a human being as a fan of this program it pr- it was really incredible yeah and i think the you know the whole city is really rallying behind them yeah i've heard even talk of even ohio state people were kind of backing us up which uh, fuck them but <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad they're behind us <laughs> <laughs> what do you th- what do you think their uh chances of winning this game is going to be i don't know i feel i feel better about it each day yeah um i don't because they're definitely like this bearcat team they're not chumps um well, uh, let's talk about it because I, I think there's some aspects that we can really push our advantage. Uh, I think our run game. Oh yeah, is, our run game is, is really, really, really strong. Good. Yeah, the run game is really, really strong. Whether it's you know um, 
RPOs with Ritter or just straight draw handoffs to Jerome Ford. They do really well, and they score a lot of points points uh, when they run the ball well. So I think it's very important for them uh, to definitely establish and keep the run. Obviously, like it's a little different in, fo- in pro football in college, but um, they've got a good group in the running in the uh, backfield, I should say. Uh, they've also got pretty good wide receivers. Uh, I really like Alec Pierce. I could see him going in the top four rounds of the NFL draft because he's a senior. And who's the other one? Trey Tucker's a, a pretty good uh, speed threat. I think both those – and Michael Young's pretty good too. I think all those guys are really strong pieces in the passing offense. And their tight ends aren't so bad either. Uh, so Josh Wiley's a Richard Jr. Hopefully he'll be back, but if they play well enough, he may end up you know, declaring early. Um, so, you know, I think if they can really establish the run game, they'll do really well, but at the same time, they can also kind of fall back on their passing offense because that is also pretty well. Uh, they do pretty well on deep plays, but I don't know how, um, much Alabama is going to give in the passing game. I know they're usually pretty strong in the run game. So like in defending the run, I should say. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the big threat is going to be the Alabama offense. Um, they've got a lot of weapons on their side. Yeah. We also, conversely, though, have a lot of really good, like, our secondary is probably one of the best, if not the best in the country, uh, with Gardner Bryant uh, in, the, in the secondary, and they also have Arquan Bush. Uh, he plays really well. Um they have a pretty good pass rush and a pretty good run defense. I mean, the whole defense is pretty good. Um, I think, if from what I've seen, they're um, if they can stop the run. I, I mean, we we talk about this all the time. We're talking about the Bengals, but if they can stop the run and force them to pass, their pass rush and pass defense are good enough. Uh, defensive line and and the. Uh, the cornerbacks and, and defensive backs that, that they can cause turnovers, they can cause fumbles, and they can get sacks and get pressure on the quarterback. And that can, that, you know, that's why they're one of the best defenses in the country. So I think their biggest thing that they're going to have to do is stop their running game and kind of force them to pass. I know they have a Heisman quarterback who's had really good numbers this year, obviously. Um, but even still, uh, our defense is really good. So if we can kind of shut that down and force them to pass and then, you know, beat them that way. I think that'll go a long way. Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah, just because it's like you know we we are, you know, it's defense is our strength, offense is their strength. Um, yeah, it's hard to you know, hard to see which way it can go. Yeah, because you can make the argument that defense, you know, they say defense wins championships, and a lot of times when there's matchups of number one offense versus number one defense, more times than not the defense comes out ahead, but that's in professional football. In the college football, offense kind of reigns. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just harder to – defense is, is the harder position in, in football. I mean, this year alone, how many times have we scored 40 points, 40-plus uh, points, you know, one, two, three, four – five six six times we scored over 40 points i think we scored 40 points twice in the last like 
eight years and for the Bengals. So that that's a big difference between collegiate level and the, and the um, National Football League. Right. I I think the game is going to be good, and I think it's going to be good for the visibility of you know not just the college football program, but for the city. Oh yeah, um, admissions for the or um, applications have gone up eleven percent uh, for the school. And it seems like every year, you know, applications will tick up a little bit more. I know that was kind of a trend for a while, but to see that is like, wow, it's up 11%. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a big change. Um, and that's kind of why you invest into, yeah, invest into athletics because, you know, that does a lot for, you know, all them kids that are paying like, you know, $60,000 over the course of four years. <laughs> they want to go to a school with a winning program. Yeah. And it, cause them kids want to go see, you know, obviously all those kids have, you know, things that they want to see done in their careers. But at the same time, if your football program's doing pretty well, maybe instead of going up to Miami or OSU, you may pick UC. Like, that's probably what these kids are going through um, when they do that. But I don't know, dude. Like, this has just been awesome. Like, to reflect and look back, um, it's it's been kind of stressful at times. Because it's like you know the expectations are so high, they've and they've. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. They took care of business. Yeah, and I mean it, it's crazy because we had to win every game, you know, to even be considered. Um, and even that wasn't a guarantee to go in. Yeah, that was the crazy part because, I mean, this is you know as of a couple weeks ago, but uh, I know Oklahoma State they were number five, and I think if they would have, they beat Oklahoma which I think was ranked, they were seventh and Oklahoma was 10th at the time. You know, that's a big win on your resume. And then the next week to beat Baylor, who was also ranked, I think that would have pushed them ahead of us. But the fact that they lost kind of kept that from happening. Right. Um, And they've never put a two-loss team in, so that was kind of the nice insurance there. Like, if Alabama were to lose twice, they they probably would have put them in there. But... (laughs) Yeah, we never know. But I'm gonna eat my words next year when <laughs> when <laughs> when Alabama uh, becomes the first like three loss team to get in. Oh, isn't Alabama like the most popular team in college football? I mean, I don't know about I don't know about popular, but they have, they're a huge. I mean, they're a big state school, and from what I what I am from my understanding, there ain't a whole lot to do down there, so. Alabama football is kind of a big deal. So they basically have all of the state that aren't Auburn fans, basically for them. Yeah. It does look like Alabama is the number one watch team. Oh, is that like a uh, rating singer looking up? Yeah. Okay. It does make me wonder, too, about like time slots. and you know, We play weird games on Fridays, so... I don't know how that pans out. I don't know. It don't matter. Uh, I mean, it's it's been a long break since the last game, so I don't think it's going to be a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, they're playing at AT&T Stadium. That's where the Cowboys play. Like, they're going into, you know, the biggest professional stadium. <laughs> That's a big stadium. The, huge, man. I mean, look at their record attendances, 105,000 people. I don't know how many people are going to this game, but <laughs> it's just wild to think about. Right. 
Uh, it's gonna I'll be stop, gonna be a big, exciting game. I think. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Um, I can't wait to see it. It's been it's just been fun. This whole year's been fun. Like the blowouts have been fun and exciting because you hear you know. If you're listening it on the radio, hearing Dan Horn scream, you know, Bearcats touchdown. You know, it's, <laughs> it's an exciting thing. Um, watching the big plays happen on either with your own eyes on the field or watching um, on television. It really is a uh, it was a it was a beautiful thing. Honest to God, it was magical. And it was like immaculate um, to think where our program has been. It, that's the crazy thing. Like the, they uh, from what I heard from people who used to be fans of the Bearcats basketball team back in the '90s, when you had to sign up for basketball season tickets, they forced you to buy football season tickets <laughs> because nobody wanted to go to their football games back then because they, they were, were so bad. They were so bad, and you, you get a big turnaround of. Um, I think well, is it Mike D'Antonio or Mark D'Antonio who was the former coach? Mark D'Antonio, Mark. yeah. So he kind of, you know, pushed a program up a little bit. Then Brian Kelly comes in, and he takes us to what would actually be the like it was like the second biggest football game when he was the coach and well, when he left and that whole debacle. Butch Jones comes in and. You know, he does pretty well. Tuberville comes in and ruins the program because he's an idiot. <laughs> and then Luke Fickle comes in, basically turns the whole year around, um, or t- turns the whole organization around. Now, you know, we have all team, you know, first team All Americans, consensus first team All Americans. Uh, if you would have told me that, you know, in what's his nuts, his last name, I would not have believed you. Right. Like, the only two. First team All Americans we ever had were were a kicker and a punter, and now <laughs> now our cor- you know we had uh you know Kobe Bryant best cornerback in college football, um, Ahmad Gardner first team All American like so many cool things happened this year it really it really really was incredible yeah I don't know to kind of wrap up on this uh, it was one beautiful sight to see. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do in the college football playoff. And it'll be interesting to see after this where they go um, uh, further because they are losing a lot of people to what will most likely be graduation in the draft. But to see where the program goes from here is going to be really exciting. Um, I can't wait for the game. This is the happiest I've been for football in a long time. <laughs> We haven't <laughs> we haven't had a playoff game since Andy Dalton's busted up thumb. So, what uh, what's gonna be your guess for the score? You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go optimistic. I'm gonna say they're gonna win twenty four to twenty one. All right. I I was gonna also say UC is gonna win. I'm gonna say anywhere. I mean, I think it's gonna go high. I think it's gonna be something like oh, a high scoring game. Okay. Yeah, twenty five, thirty five, somewhere in that area. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a tight scoring or a tight tight game low scoring um some big plays but at the end defenses will buckle or um hold in the end, or end zone and but we both think that they're going to win so yeah you know hey and like we said win or lose this is one hell of an accomplishment couldn't be more proud of the team and 
that really was uh, a beautiful season to watch. Nick, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, nothing from me. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you liked what we had to say, please subscribe and check us next week. Thank you very much. You guys have a good rest of your day.